Oh. Squad. Regulators! What, uh, what <laughs> links do I, do I advertise? BabeTalk.tv? That's it? Yep, BabeTalk.tv. Yes, sir. I almost said buy. Buy talk. <laughs> I got sports golf. You know, I already, talk. I already posted on Twitter. Uh, and, I know. Uh, I'm doing it on my personal. Oh, uh, okay. Beautiful and sweet. For we are officially people. live as well. Hey. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Woo! Hey. Woo! hey. Man, you all are so excited today. Can I get that one more time? Hey, guys. It's Bay Talk. Yo. Hey, hey, Bay Talk. Hey, there we go. <laughs> Matt's like, but that's none of my business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Tonight, we have a few members from the band Everything Ever. Let's say hello to John Trotta. Hey, what's going on? All right, and we also have Andrew. I, I'm looking at the last Paladino, or otherwise known as Dino. Yeah, you can call me Dino. It's shorter and easier. Thank you. Shorter Hi. and easier. That's, That's me. We got <laughs> Ashley Nick. Hi. We got Glenn Jose Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Matt Wins. What up, what up? All right, so we got, like, Matt tickets in the squad tonight, so this is going to be very interesting. Hopefully we'll be able to get everyone's opinion and everyone's point across very nicely and start of the game. Let's let's go, yay. So we start, <laughs> we start every show by asking our panelists and our guests how their day was. And tonight we're going to start with our actual our guests. We're, we're going to start with uh, Trotta tonight. Trotta, how was your day today? My day was very standard and boring. I worked 8 to 4, I came home, and I actually started painting my room. Oh, Only painting your thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you watch it dry as well? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not that boring, but the whole process is pretty grown up. It's kind of weird. It used to be Kelly Green, and it was like really, really intense, so I was getting a little bored of that. <laughs> oh. Now, um, did, was it like the room color that you had before? Or like, did you like paint it one color and then like decided, no, nah, now I'm going to change it again like a few years later? No, it's been like that for a long time, so it's in need of a change. It's in need of a change. Well, that's good. Yeah. Do you have like anything on your walls you're going to put up? Nah, maybe, maybe I'll like get my record framed because I'm sentimental, but uh, that's probably it. That's now, it. now it's your own record. Oh, speaking of your own record, I saw that, that you guys had just got your vinyl in. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's surreal actually seeing it in person. Ooh, now I want to dive into that, but it's way too early to start asking questions about <laughs> records. We'll get to, we're, we're, getting, we're going to keep it a little, little, little casual for right now. <laughs> Dino, how about your day, sir? How was your day? It was super casual. Um, nah, I, <laughs> it's I like work. a whole new level of casual. There's like business casual, there's dressy casual, there's smart casual, and there's stupid <laughs> now casual. Now there's like super casual. Um, I actually, yeah, I, I work as a dog walker in, on the Upper East Side of New York City as my day job, and um, today was actually awesome because I didn't have to be in until noon, and uh, my dad was traveling into the city to jam with his, uh, his buddy from, like, his childhood that he used to jam with, and uh, we were able to take the ride in together, and we... It honestly was pretty chill. Like, I, I had a great ride with my dad, and he's, like, my biggest musical inspiration and everything. So uh, we just, like, whenever I get to take rides with him, um, 
I re- like ev- I just try to rack my brain for every piece of music that I've come across that I've thought like, oh, I wonder what my dad would think of this or whatever. Uh, so we listened to a lot of uh, old Alanis Morissette, um, nice. old B-52s, like their first album, uh, uh, this band The Merrymakers that I just discovered, mm-hmm. and um, The Darkness. And that's the kind of shit me and my dad rock out to. Now that's so weird hearing like all those artists in 2015. That's all I've been listening to. It's weird. And the band Jellyfish, but um, they're, they've been a constant for me for, for a while now. That is but sick. Yeah. Now, do you I, like also like, when I heard you guys um, like bullshitting before the before we went live, you guys have all this like knowledge of pop punk and all this like current music and everything, and it all goes right over my head. Like I'm stuck <laughs> in the '90s, like in the backseat of my mom's car, listening to B52s and Alanis Morissette cassettes. <laughs> It's okay. I'm still stuck in my scene phase, so we're we're both in like sort of the same boat, just like a decade or <laughs> two apart. Phase, I hope it's right around the corner. I've been gearing up for it. I, I can I'm help you. Let me guide you through this. I got you. Look at my my wall of scene. Like, look at this. I'll take notes. They're gonna have to just make make like an actual like like Indiana Jones is gonna come in and just be like dusting off like old like. Falling in reverse, not falling in reverse, fucking um, Escape the Fate. Escape the Fate album, she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is real neon. So, how's your horizon? My day was pretty good. Um, <laughs> it was pretty good. I hung around, um, just kind of cleaned up my room, and um, now I'm daydreaming about being a dog walker because I love dogs. I have three dogs. I the love greatest them. job ever. The the only thing that sucks right now is the absolutely horrible. Yeah. I'm glad that I started the job in the winter because come springtime I'm gonna be walking puppies in Central Park. <laughs> springtime and getting paid cash. Oh, this guy doesn't oh, we're not on tour. <laughs> Just getting, just getting cash money for walking dogs, nigga. <laughs> I would love to do that. One of my dog, like I have, we have two dogs. They're puppies. They're like a year and a half oldish, and then we have a. She's almost fifteen. Our third dog is really old, and she has to wear like a little jacket, and she's just like this old lady, and like the puppies are like, ah, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I hung out. I had dinner with my parents. We went out because my dad's going um on a trip for the weekend. So we were like, oh, let's all go have dinner. And now I'm doing babe talk. Oh, and I had a really aggressive ukulele paramour session earlier today. That was really nice. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, is, who is that with? Really Myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just, you just like, you just yeah. like aggressively like, went Yeah. I don't, I don't like read music. I'm not like an instrumental person. But for high school graduation, my parents got me a ukulele to like bring to college with me. And which I think is really cute because like I graduated high school in 2011. So like that was like the peak of like Wonder Years upsides. And like yeah. all I wanted to do was learn how to play Hey Thanks. Like the, I just like never shut up about it. So they're like, okay, we'll get you a ukulele. And they did. And I'm just like sitting like playing Paramore. Like, yeah, it's so cute. I feel like Insignificant Other except less punk. So. Adorable. Fantastic. Glenn Jose Ramirez. Yo. How was your day? My day was just standard. I mean, I woke up pretty late, went to class, then I had like a night lab. And uh, 
had babe talks, so like I finished my stuff early, then biked to like the Spanish restaurant really quick, got some like rice and chicken for five bucks, and then just like biked home. Set up this microphone and stuff, babe talk. Now we, now we can't see the microphone, so I can't officially call you DJ. <laughs> 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 Glenn, that was like the epitome of like, don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, my band is gonna I cover that song. Wait, Please I swear to God, wait. I already started writing it. I swear, we're gonna I'm cover so that excited. song. Oh dear Jesus! Don't change a thing. <laughs> oh, we changed everything, but it's fun. Now, now, see when he says like, pour some liquor in my cup. You gotta have someone like just throw you a forty. It gotta be like real smooth with like Matt, how was your day? Uh my day was super hectic. Okay, so just a precursor. I skipped the last two days of school to go snowboarding. So I had to catch up today and everything, and today just seemed like the world was against me. I got hit by a car today. Wow. Like on the way to school. Like it like it, it grazed me, but I got hit by a car. I laughed, but like I, the way like just like introduced be like, yeah, you know, I went snowboarding, had like get some homework done, get hit by a car, like like you. Kinda, it was like, casual. It was casual. <laughs> we should have a real casual episode. Casually getting hit by a car, just you know, exactly. it was just, ugh, really punk of me, you guys. And then I got home, did some homework, got ready for Babe Talk, and, and then and I look. You're not gonna elaborate, like you just like. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna move past it, like, like you didn't say anything. Max <laughs> Iron Man. You got great. I mean, are you okay? That's bad. Yeah, I'm fine. Like it, it just barely hit me. I just pushed myself off, was, and then the driver was like, she, she, she like rolled down the window. What's this? She like rolled down the window, and she was like, "Hey, are you okay?" And I'm like, "I can't talk. I gotta get to class." Yeah. Wait till you get to college. <laughs> you just push yourself off the car and be like, "Nah, nigga, I got class." You push the car out of the way. Getting an A in that class. I hope you got an A plus in that class for real. Seriously, and then and then after school, I got home, did some homework, got ready for Babe Talk. I look outside the window, and then my neighbor's house is like just like smoke everywhere. Yeah. Like it, it was on fire basically, and I was like, "What the hell?" And then so I, I I like I walked across the street, and I was like, "Hey, like is everything okay?" And he's like, "I I messed up reheating my Taco Bell." <laughs> and you could tell, you could tell this guy was just super high. He was like just eyes. Like devil red eyes, basically. It was too hot. Hot damn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seriously. So that was my day. Oh my god. How many Uptown Funk references can we fit in this episode, guys? I don't know. Let's do it. Let's let's make it a challenge. Oh, I wish I knew oh more of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics are so unimportant in, in most of that song. <laughs> Oh, it really is. I, I see. I was introduced by Uptown Funk by the video. In the moment that I saw, I was like, I've been missing everything in my life. This, this, oh, yeah, this, song, awesome. this video has made me complete. Another thing my dad and I talked about today: his wedding band plays that song. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. Just like brings everyone off the floor. Oh, sure. Uh, of course. It's like I don't want to dance. Oh, Uptown Funk's playing. Let's go. Yeah, it's you like, can't. No, like, Same. I, I would get up for Uptown Funk. I think I would too. Oh, absolutely. I would love to make a cover video to that. Like, like not like a cover song, just like have a bunch of my friends just like perform it. Hey, guys. Just like, just, like get, get a whole bunch of like... You like, should get Bad Year to be that band to perform yes. it. Yes. Yes. We're going to do a cover. Wait, <laughs> Bad Year's going to do a guys, cover right song. Wait, guys, right here, ready? Right? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Are we doing this now? Are we doing this? <laughs> it's hit that ice. No, no. <laughs> so, anyway, to get down to business, um, Matt is going to serve the place of Alex North tonight and give us a, the Warp Tour announcements for it for uh, Certainly. Okay. <clears throat> so. I'm going to go to our temporary correspondent. Six bands were announced today. Um, there was. Major League, which I know a lot of people love in the pop-punk community. Motion City Soundtrack, which is one of my favorite bands in the whole world. Um, there was Drock, uh, Set It Off, and The Kenneths. The Kenneths? Yeah. From 30 Rock? Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, just like six oh. members just awkwardly just trying to like you know the rest of work tour. Yeah. Oh, and then there was also um H O nine nine O nine. Now who who are they? Because they're they're an alternative rap group. Has anyone seen their like art that they dropped for the tour announcement? I never. 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 No. It's it's a pick. Think like Death Grips if they started doing rap and like. It's a kid in a ski mask holding a knife to a kid with a Blink-182 shirt. And so it's like, we're going to kill them all. I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, they just let him on Warped Tour? So the Fen Pop Punk is real? Or is he actually... (laughs) Oh my god. That's a a Fen Pop Punk. Like, we actually have to call to arms now and defend ourselves. Uh Uh-oh. It'll be a literal defense now, yeah. Now it's perfect. Can't help but think we invited this on ourselves. <laughs> the pop punk thing. Probably. Someone's got oh, it. Yeah, so oh my god. <laughs> so we invited it. My friend's watching Babe Talk right now and he just messaged me. He says it's pronounced horror. Horror? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> see, now you can never like do the correspondence again since you fucked up the name. Sorry. Dang. No, so that's well, I was thinking like, you know, well, there are some bands who have like weird like like Sun O with like the three parentheses after it. Like you just could say it like mm-hmm. is it just Sun? Is it Sun O? Like you never know. Oh, yeah. And like I remember Select Start put out an album like in, like two thousand nine and it was like you know like to do a heart in internet speak, it's like mm-hmm. less than three and they called it like Less than three, but they, yeah, I, I, had some, I used to have friends that say like, "Oh, I less than three you," and now they're no longer my friends. We all said that at some point in our scene no, phase. No, see, no, 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 no. I did not. Well, like with even like with popular bands, like the story so far, I met them or I, I heard of them through Twitter, and their Twitter handle the is so the story so far C A for California. And so I was like, this band Stories is called the Stories Arca. of Arca? <laughs> What's Arca? Yeah, well, for us, everybody always gets confused. I tweeted about this recently because our full name is Everything Ever Nessence. And, like, you know, they look us up by that. And I just say, just we shorten it. We just keep it Everything Ever. Or you could call just call us, like, Evanescence for short, too. You guys need but, to do like, some like, heavy, dark um, covers. Seriously. Serious, like, smudge eyeliner, like... uh. Like, we've been getting a lot of complaints that we're too dark and too heavy, and... (laughs) Like... He's gonna need a change change your name. We're a little too heavy on the whole, like, Christian element, too, so we're gonna draw that back. (laughs) It's like, oh, you you know, because when you think Flyleaf, you also think everything ever, so, like, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, I'm actually interested to see how Major League is going to play into War Tour this year, how it's going to be receptive, because I'm pretty sure this is the first year that they have the, the new lineup. Am I correct or am I wrong? I haven't um, seen them yet with the new lineup. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, when they first came into play with the new lineup and everything, everyone was like, no, they're not the same. They're not punk, punk. They're not emotional. And so now they're going to they're gonna start to prove the kids how, like, <laughs> because every time you do that voice, it's like the angry defend pop punk group kid. It's always like, oh, yeah, and it's just I can't do it. It's so it's it's like the, it's like the kid who just sits in court, just like oh, this shit's not pop punk anymore. Like they're all just like pissed off. So like I think it's gonna be really pivotal because like you know anytime a band goes on to warp tour, they're now able to showcase who they are, and now like you're gonna have to listen to them at some point. Like if you're crossing the stage and you look happen to look up, it's like, oh shit, it's major league. So do you think that this is gonna be like, you know, a changing point for the band to draw in some spe- some skeptics or is it just gonna be like, you know, eh, still fuck major league. <laughs> I think it's what gonna the, be mostly new stuff. Songs? And it's gonna be kind of like I mean they wouldn't I know like a lot of people know them as like one of those like straight up like posy pop punk bands, but if you listen to uh, the latest album, There's Nothing Wrong With Me, which is amazing, and like 10 out of 10, do recommend to everybody put in their eardrums so right good. now. It's so, it's so good. good. Um, I feel like they're going to play more stuff with that, but also, I'd be curious to see what their set list is for the tour right now with Silverstein and Beartooth, because I wanted to go to that, and I couldn't, and I was really mad, but um, I'm sure it'll all depend on like how much new stuff they're playing there, and like then from there, they'll uh, modify the set list as as they see fit, but I think it's going to be kind of like the, here's the new Major League, and we're going to tour the whole fucking country to show you guys the new Major League. Now, those that listen to Major League, I listened to one of the songs that, you know, used to be the old, um, I want to say the old vocalist was Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, I heard the, the, the new vocalist try some of the old songs, and it didn't really seem to land as well, because Nick definitely had that, like, you know, that, that voice that fit the the band, the, the the style of music that he was playing, and then like when the band went to go do a live audio recording, it seemed kind of kind of shaky. Do you think that they should keep those songs that Nick used used to do in the lineup, especially since like you know the sounds pretty pretty different? I mean like Matt, what what do you think? Should they keep the old songs in, or should they just stick to the new stuff? I think it's it's hard because you know uh, when, if you're a new vocalist, uh, if you're a vocalist going into a band that already has music out, it takes time to adjust to that, and so I think. What's happened with previous bands, like if you listen to Zebrahead, they had a new singer, and so he he did a pretty good job adapting to it. But you know, I don't think it'll ever it'll, it'll never go back to being the same. But it can get as good as they want it to get. And then at that point, I think it they have to just make new music and build off of that, so that everything that was created before the new vocalist came, uh, came in is sort of the it's a smaller part of their discography. Like they need they'll to get to phase it out. Yeah, they'll phase it out, and then so it'll be less a part of who the band is in the future. If oh, I may awesome. interject, uh, oh, go right ahead. I think uh, the person who's singing now has actually always been in the band, and uh, even when their old vocalist was in the band, the current singer was always the songwriter from the beginning. Yeah. Oh. Brian so, Yeah, like their guitar player uh, used to just play guitar and sing a little bit. But he always wrote the songs that Nick was singing, and yeah. now he's just writing and singing at the same time. So they're still his songs, it's just a different person singing it. Now, it is his songs, but it definitely was tailored for his voice. Yeah, I, I, at least in I mean, like, like, like... Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
I think that it makes a difference that um, that Nick like is so cool with them still and like like gave them his blessing basically. You know, like it's not like there's any bad blood at all. He's super supportive of whatever they want to do as far as I see on social media and stuff. So that should make the transition easier for them. Oh, absolutely, 100%. And it's cool to see band members so late, like you're just sticking between each other. Be like, yeah, you're still my bud. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very rare that a new vocalist can come in and do it better than the old vocalist, you know what I mean? Well, very true. And that would be, that. I mean, like, it, it, I can see this with Ashnick. Go, go, go. No, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing. I think that it, like, honestly, like, I know I bring up this band, like, at least once every other babe talk that I'm on, but, like, when Attack Attack switch vocalists, like, they changed the, come on, you knew it was coming. Um, you, all, you all knew it was coming. Um, they changed the style a little bit. Like, it wasn't as, like, MySpace neon crabcore type stuff. Um, like, and, but Caleb still does, or did, he played, um, I saw, like, their very last show in New York City, and he played, like, a handful of songs off uh, Someday Came Suddenly, which is, like, uh, the album with Austin Carlyle on it, obviously. And it was, like, different, but they played it because, like, they know that's what fans like, and it's, like, a fun song to play. Um, but they definitely, like, changed their style to adapt to the new singer. So I think Major League's going to play some old stuff because that's what people know, and that's kind of what they're used to. But it's going to be more of the new stuff. So they're like, this is who we were, but this is the direction we're going in, and it sounds a lot better when we sing this stuff with our new vocalist. I don't know. It's just my... Uh, prediction. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, speaking of stuff that, that we listen to, here's my segue. Um, I don't think I've actually like addressed the, the panel before as to what we've been li- listening to. Um, I think we ought to do this about like a moment just to kind of pick the brains as to new releases that, are, that have been released in the past month. Um, <laughs> kind of just just get a general idea of what, what we, we've been listening to. Um, I know that... Yeah, I'm I'm literally pulling up the Spotify right now. So if I'm sounding choppy, it's because my computer's having a slight heart attack while loading shit. Um, <laughs> totally professional, guys. Professionally unprofessional. Welcome to Babe Talk. So you know. myself, I've been playing Adventures' um, recent release, um, Supersonic Homes, and I am in love. Like I don't know if anyone has gotten a chance to to listen to it, but like I've been a fan of Adventures for a while since they um I saw. It was weird. I saw Ali Newbill post a, one of her first Space Jam sessions with Lilith, and I know that some of the members from Lilith, if not all, are also part of Adventures, and I got attached to Adventures for a little bit about them, and then I learned that Adventures just came out with their new LP, and I think that it's God's gift to us. Like, I've been <laughs> listening to That's it. It's kind statement. of like, you know... Um, to, to give to give an analogy, I'm driving to work. I just downloaded the album onto my Spotify, and I'm like, oh, let me drive and listen. And you, the, you know how when Drake dropped his album, um, if you're reading this, it's too late, and everyone was all about um, know yourself. Like like that one drop, like sit in the six with my woes, and you can just hear like, you're like oh my god, shit started. And literally shivers, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like hyped as fuck. Like, yo! Listen to like adventures. 
So that 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 was how I reacted to to the album at first. And the whole year also had finally put out. Um, there was a light. They re-released it um, due to licensing issues between the two record companies. I believe is what I read. And I, it's a prerequisite to um, Home, There's No Place Like It, and I find it to be an amazing album, and I'm so glad I finally put it back on Spotify. I bought it a while ago, but I didn't have a chance to put it on my phone. But that is what I'm listening to. A Light and It Never Goes Out, Hotel Year. If everyone had – I saw um, Home, No Place Like It on everyone's um, album of the list year, album of the year list. And if you guys love, love that, you're sure to love fucking um, A Light It Never go, Goes Out. So – I'm now going to open it to you guys. What, what have you guys been in jamming to? Cool. Glenn, do you do you have like anything that you? I I, I think I already I already, I said what I showed my dad today. Oh, also Ariana Grande too. Her first album was so good. Uh, Ariana Grande. You her and first Alex album. North would be very, very good friends. He's, He's awesome. our resident pop music nerd. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, and Nate Russo. Nate Russo. I don't want to have a negative out, uh, connotation. Uh, I've been meaning to listen to that new Nate Russo song. I had an email about it, and I just haven't gotten around yeah, to listen to it. there's a video. I'm really excited to listen to it. I didn't even know he was doing a solo thing. Nate Russo is like... Yeah, me neither. Now, could you expose on that? Um, for those who don't know Nate Russo... He's from Fun and uh, the Format. Oh, I like his uh, voice. Yeah, he's he's a brilliant writer, and he also wrote half the songs on the radio right now. The good ones. <laughs> <laughs> the good ones on the radio. It's very weird to see artists that have been able to be have success with their own stuff, and then also be able to write for other people and have like way more success. And not way more success, but like the same amount of mm-hmm. success. Um, Trotter, what have you been listening to? Um, actually speaking of pop and writing for other uh, musicians, I've been listening to a lot of Charlie XCX. Charlie XCX fucking rules. And she, um, her new album, Sucker, is probably one of the best pop albums I've heard in a long time. And she writes really good songs for other people. Like, she wrote the chorus for Iggy Azalea's Fancy. And I'm not really a fan of Iggy Azalea. And I'm fully convinced that Fancy uh, could owe all of it getting big to the chorus. Completely. The, I heard that on a podcast recently. It's the strongest the chorus podcast of last year, about that. Amazing. And the whole reason that song blew up is because it doesn't leave your head. And it's just it's massive. Mm-hmm. And that's all Charlie X. Yeah, and she sang it, too. And, um... Besides that, I've been listening to a lot of the new Father John Misty album, which may wind up being my album of the year. I know it's really early to say that, but it's absolutely incredibly... Nor does it matter. All right, well, <laughs> besides the point. Um, it's really good, and I think you guys should all check it out. It's uh, He used to be in the band Fleet Foxes, and now he's doing his own solo thing. It's like folky and really, really good. Ashnick, what you looking at? Um, I've been, like... Like, the, the last, like, 24 hours, I think 90% of my music listening has been a Midwestern State of Emergency, the new Silverstein song. I mean, it's not, like, new, but it's new, relatively speaking, and fuck, that song is so good. Um, and just, like, I'm just, like, going through, like, songs I've recently added to, like, my Spotify library. Um, I don't know why I hadn't had this added, but, like, Void by Vanna. This is, and none of it's, like, new. It's just kind of, like, what I've been listening to. Um... Okay. And then like a bunch of like POZ bands, Bears and Company, like really weird kind of like 
balance and composure type alternative emo stuff. It's really like spacey. And then um, Bonfires has an EP out called Fuck, I forget what it's called now that of course I quit Spotify. Um, it's like uh, pretty much called Bonfires is really amazing band and they just announced a tour with Light Years and I can't wait to go see them because like holy fuck that EP. it's like three tracks that I'm like wow this is really good and now Spotify's gonna start playing on my computer don't do that I'm having a lot of tech trouble guys I somehow can't coordinate myself but anyway basically that Silverstein song has been like just on repeat a lot <laughs> is there any releases that you guys are like looking forward to, to listening to to have mercy and somo split. That actually, I'm pretty sure that just dropped. I know, but like, I haven't had a chance to listen to it for whatever reason. Yeah. And oh, I really need to listen to it. I don't know why. I fucking I swear I got in advance of that, which just makes me sound selfish. I'm gonna stop now. What? Do you got anything that's coming up that you're looking forward to listening to? Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Four Years Strong, uh, Weird the Union, my favorite band, um, Knockout Kid, In Her Own Words, Boys No Good. That's like the top right now. Um, wait, going back to pop music, Lord apparently is going to enter the studio in the next month or so, and I'm so fucking excited. That's all. That is beautiful. I didn't. I I kind of forgot about that. Like she put up for a little bit. I feel like her um, next release is gonna be really good. I can't wait. I just, just want to hug her and be like, like "You're super perfect. ambitious." If it's not super ambitious, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I don't want another pure heroin copy. I want it to be like something really out there. Do you know what makes you say that it will end up being like something bigger than what she would put out? Um, because I don't. Even though they were ambitious with her first release, I don't think anybody could have predicted just how huge, um, like, how much of a cult that was going to surround her. And um, maybe that I think that the producers that work with her, and maybe she herself will have more confidence to just, like, take even crazier risks and just indulge uh, all the things that make her unique as an artist and like take them to the next level rather than you know when you're first when you're first coming out as, especially on a pop chart there's certain lines you have to toe in order to get people to accept you and then look at like what, what Kanye does like he gets people that would never be listening to like that type of music like he mixes in all styles and gets away with it he's allowed to because he got in there with the mainstream style first you know so that's what I see for Lord. Do you guys ever think that Kanye's going to end up going back to his traditional rap days? Never. No. Never. Definitely not. I'm a little like he'll, he might flirt with it like within albums and stuff like that, but I think he's just going to get like bigger and more bombastic. Yeah. Like his his whole like progression just really ambitious. How much every album changed just blows me away every single time. Do I keep time. using that word? No, you haven't. I think this uh. is a really great word. <laughs> I was gonna say it's a fantastic word, but that sounded really redundant. But good vocabulary choice is Wait, what I'm trying to say here. Wait, fantastic or boom bass or 
He said bombastic. Am I thinking of bombastic? Okay, I, I thought so. I absolutely thought so. All right, just making sure. Like, I'm pretty sure I heard that in a Shaggy song, like, about a good eight years ago. <laughs> so, it's, it's, I'm glad that it, it's still around in people's vocabulary vernacular. All right, so um, we'll move on to our next subject, which I thought of earlier today when I was watching the music video for Falling in Reverse Song. Um, I forget the oh, name no. of it. But I kind of liked it. Did anyone else have a chance to listen to, to the new song? I couldn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't either. But I, I kind of like, I, oddly enough, kind of enjoyed it. And it reminded me a little, it wasn't like, I heard like Bad Girls Club from Falling in Reverse and almost contemplated like just punching people in the face. Like just, <laughs> like maybe JGL time will like, you know, have me sort over why I needed to listen to that song in the, in the, the first place. But going to this new, new song, um, it sounded pretty alright. It sounded pretty decent. It wasn't like, you know, the world's best piece of music to come out, but there's still like a little piece of my heart that wants to be like, Ronnie Rakey can still do some good music, but I absolutely hate him as a person. So like, is there any bands that, that you guys like the band, but like absolutely hate the person? Like, not like based on morales or anything like that, but just, just like, it's like, oh, I like that one artist, but he's racist. Like, stuff like that. Eminem. I absolutely I'm obsessed with his music, but he's obviously got like his a lot of his lyrical content is super misogynistic and stuff. Yeah, just just a tiny bit. But yeah. it's but it, like yeah, it's, it's in that, that same same token. It's just like, oh man, like I can I can re re recite a lot of the early stuff, but not around certain friends. I had a friend who was well, like not a friend. He's another publicist, and he was, we were just chatting on Facebook, and he's like. Oh, I'm. I don't remember what he said exactly, but he's like, "Yeah, I'm just, just starting to get into the story so far." And I'm like, "Where have you been? Like, where have you been the last four years? Like, I'm sorry, do you you manage artists, but you don't like, uh, what is going on?" Oh, so wait, he manages the artists, but just like totally slept. He manages on like I was. T I mean, I'm talking with him because he has an artist that's going to be on Showcase. So yeah. we were just like chatting like through Facebook. It was uh, he like hit me up and he was like, "Oh, like." He first he talked to me about Next Deep, and I find Next Deep to be so generic and boring and uninteresting. Like they're not a bad band, but they're just like eh, whatever. Um, and he's like, yeah, I'm like just I'm just now getting the story so far. And he, he like made his uh, Facebook status a fucking apology. I'm not sorry for anything. Oh my and I'm god, like, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all been there. We have all posted that status at one point in our, in our life. Point in time. All of us. It's just um, like like back in like 2000 and what 2005, we all put like to cut my wrists and black my eyes. I'm pretty sure like that's the new like fucking apology. I'm not sorry for anything of like 2013. I don't feel like I have any like problematic faves. I guess it's a Tumblr term for it. Um, I know people who are like. Like, one of my friends, she loved Front Porch Dubs music. Like, she genuinely loved the music. And, like, as soon as all of the, the controversy came out, she was like, well, fuck. Now I feel guilty for listening to his music. And I was over at, um, I was at her house the other day. And, oh, I was at my friend's house in New Haven before I went to see everything ever. And the front porch was, like, super icy. <laughs> and I was, like, I made, like, a Front Porch step joke. And she's like, it's too soon. It's too soon. I still want to listen to him. And I feel so bad. She's like, I put my Spotify in private whenever I listen to him. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I love the people that need to become, like, a closet Front Porch step fan. It's amazing. She, she likes the music. She's like, I agree that what he did was really scummy. 
but I like the music and it's, sometimes it's really hard to like separate an artist from their work in that sense but it's like, Yo, like even John Lennon was like a total like he was a wife beater and shit like he was wait, wait really yeah. whoa yeah. I, I didn't know this shit he beat Yoko yeah and his son too what wow damn I've never heard of that. That's, that's There's crazy. like a lot of crap. Yeah, look about it up. Him. Oh my god, you're you're gonna actually. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, look <laughs> it up or remain ignorant and happy, but like and like still happy. <laughs> Damn, that's like that's like three shot. That's like. Yeah. Do you know just turn into a fucking machine gun? Like. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, like <laughs> stay ignorant. You stupid sheep. Like, damn, nigga. Okay, I'm looking at No, no, no. I meant, I meant that in a good way. Oh, I'm no, like, no, no. I got you. I'm just busting out of here. In case you guys were planning on buying Beatles tickets anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't. Seriously. That nigga deserved to be shot. Um, so, John, what, did, who who do you know like but like music? Um, wait, say that again? Who's your problematic fave? What bands do you like but like don't like the people within it? Honestly, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, it's it's hard because like if I like an artist and I find out they're a shitty person or they do something that's shitty, I it's not even like I have to force myself to not like them. It just kind of like automatically happens. Like I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Um, no, but I see Actually, what you're saying. A good example is kind of like the story so far. I mean, like I don't really, I haven't listened to them in a very long time, and I, I used to listen to them when I first, you know, heard of them back when their first record came out, and then when I really started listening to their lyrics, I just got really turned off by it, and ever since then, I just haven't really gone back to listen to them. Yeah, they're very like friends on core. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm not really into it. You know what I mean? Like the song specifically, "Daughters," comes to mind, and. I don't know, once I really sat down and listened to the lyrics, that was it. You know, it was like, oh, I don't really care anymore. I pointed that to my what? friend. I was like, their lyrics are really misogynistic. And he's like, yeah, I'm starting to notice that, but it's really good music. And I'm like, that doesn't... That's really good, though. When I first heard that line, my jaw dropped. Not in a good way. I was like, somebody, their producer let them say something that immature and ignorant. Like... And have it be that like the driving point of that song, like ooh. like you might as well, might as well be like you slut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like what sucks is there's so many young impressionable kids listening to that, and they're yeah. just totally all about it because they don't know any better. Really, all of He-Man Woman Haters Club. Sorry, that was really like unprofessional, but like I just had no, to, like, yeah, no, right, right in there. I'm pretty sure a few other people know what I'm t- talking about. But yes, there yeah. are a lot of like. There are a lot of impressionable kids that will go listen to it and be like, oh, this is totally what I'm to expect from a relationship. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh. Glenn, did I ask oh, you? Yeah. Uh, I really can't think of any. Like, I generally, if someone does something shitty, I'm just like, all right, not going to listen to it anymore. But most of the music I like, like not really anyone does shitty stuff that I know of. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That you know. There's someone. There's someone. Don't worry. Maybe. That's the thing. Is like it's hard to decipher these kinds of things and say like, oh, like this person's like the bad person. Cause it's not whether or not they're a bad person. It's whether or not they like the problematic. That's the best word. Whether or not they the problematic case, but it's whether or not they do it in public or not. You know what I mean? Like someone can be like a horrible band member, but there's so many band members out there that are terrible people. 
but you don't know that because they're not like tweeting racist things or like saying like right shady speeches the front of their set like you know yeah yeah there's even a lot of bands that we know of that have really good social media presences as far as putting up like their you know their their presence is is good which is I guess like a really important part but then you meet them and they say and do all kinds of like really yeah. awful th- like things that make people uncomfortable and stuff. And also just hearing stories like everybody in the music industry kind of knows everybody, even people you wouldn't think. And like we'll go on tour and you know hang out with people and meet people and hear a lot of stories about bands that you wouldn't think are shitty people and they're not on the surface or online, but then you hear stories about what happens behind the scenes and it makes your head spin. Yeah, it's kind of crazy it's, it's and super common. Yeah, more common than you think. Like even I was really surprised hearing a lot of, you know, a lot of stories on our last tour. Um, I'm not gonna make any, you know, name drop yeah, or yeah, give any examples, but just you know, just the idea that you know being told all that stuff by people that I thought were good people it was really surprising. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I saw um, I'm not gonna name the band, but I saw this band and they're like a they're they're like this really like pretty decent sized hardcore band, and then. My friend, who is like a huge part of the hardcore scene here in Seattle, she wasn't there, and so I texted her. I was like, "Hey, like, I thought you were coming tonight." And then she told me about how the drummer started texting her and started like asking for news and stuff. He, he front porch stepped her. He front porch stepped her. He's sixteen. It's sad that that's like an adjective now. Yeah. He front porch stepped over the. What's been happening? <laughs> like, it's convenient to say, but it sucks. It does it suck. It does a lot suck. earlier than the whole front porch step thing. Let's just let's let's just be honest about it. Oh, I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad it's, it's coming like, to light that yeah. band dudes can be skeezy sometimes and girls shouldn't take Isn't shit there, for that. That but, was yeah. what Is Anyone Up was for a while, wasn't it? Like it was pretty much. Like, there's a lot of band dude dicks. Like it was sad. Like I know one of my one of my like friends, I an IRL person that I know was like featured on there, and I was just like, yo, yo, kid, you know you're on there. He was like, yeah, I know. We have a friend. <laughs> that, like, Dude, I saw your dick. We have a friend that like wrote "Is anyone up on his body" and like streaked on the beach to get publicity for his band. <laughs> what the. That's amazing. Hashtag MySpace. Gotta I'm going to do that, but with bad ear, like, all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be uh, our that Facebook banner, our Twitter banner. I'm going to get, I'm gonna get babetalk.tv on my forehead, like, right here. <laughs> just, like, right here. And just, like, start doing crazy shit. I don't know yeah. why. Oh, yeah. just now my dad walked in and uh, handed me a copy of Rock Sound that has an, a review oh. of their album in it. Ooh. Ah, oh, did yes. you look at that? It's we're we're on paper, Trotta. I know. I, I yeah. tried to get that like a few weeks ago, and the March issue was supposed to be out, and it's not. And now I have to go and get it. I feel like I need to play. It's tough to like, get those in the U.S. because that's a U.K. magazine, so they're like ridiculously rare. Wait, so you guys got reviewed by a U.K. magazine too? Yeah, Rock Sound TV is. Uh, it's based in the U.K. I know yeah. things, but that's very awesome. There you go. Do, Thank do, you. Do, do you. Do you want to read it for for the for us the world to hear? Do you know? Do the honors. Really? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Every grounds. Really not good. Don't listen to it. No. Um, <laughs> all right. There's, not, there's something. Zero out of ten. 
There's something instantly recognizable about everything ever that makes... Wow, this is weird to read. All right. That makes <laughs> solid ground a comfortable and familiar listen. The New Jersey Trio's debut album were also from New York. They're half um, right. Yeah. Actually, one-third right. One-third right. <laughs> uh, debut album follows a slew of EPs and shifts through ballads, fast, melodic punk rock, and everywhere between. There's the Swellers-inspired opener, This Destruction. I've never listened to the Sweller. Doing Nothing sounds like a more pop-punk, a Wilhelm scream. While Solid Ground doesn't settle on a specific sound, the 12 songs on here, on show here genuinely have something for everyone and make for a truly interesting listen and a, full, a fun full-on debut from one of punk rock's most exciting new bands. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet shit. That, that, that's, that's like a, that's a so thing. I should have run in the goddamn thing. British accent. Damn it. I'll do the last line. Uh, no, I'll do the last line. Uh, a fun, full on debut from one of punk rock's most exciting bands. <laughs> That's like BBC One Radio right there. Uh, amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. So with that, we're actually going to segue into our Cheers. interview. Man, would you look at that? You got an album review and an interview on the same. Wow, day. look at that. Look at Sick. you guys. Sick publicity. Big <laughs> ass publicity day. So the way we're going to go is I'm going to go in order that I see on my screen, which is going to be Ashnick, Glenn Jose Ramirez, and then we're going to go Matt Wynn. Um, we just ask you guys questions. Um, since we have both guests on two different cameras, um... I we're gonna wing it. <laughs> professional and professional guys. Professionally unprofessional. Um if you guys have questions for a specific member, just you know, shoot it out there. But if you guys want to go back back and forth, then just We usually know yeah, how to do that. Who, who takes what. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. This is hey guys, how's it going? Um so <laughs> before we jump into the interview questions, we'll start with Ashley. If you guys can give an overview as to who everything ever ever everything ever is. Um, like the quick origin story, why you guys wanted to start doing your shit. Um, you're missing mem member. Okay. Um, well, yeah, we start. Uh, Trotta and I started playing together in when we were in seventh grade when we went to Catholic school together. And um, it's so punk of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. We wore Converse's. <laughs> and uh, I had those little plastic wristbands from Hot Topic when I was yeah. like 12 years old. I have both of those things in my room right now. I just want you to know. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. You like the badass that I was. <laughs> um, and so yeah, we um, we've been playing together for years and years, and technically it's still the same band. But uh, Zach, our drummer, he, uh, he joined the band in 2011. And we changed our name to Everything Ever, and um, that was in 2012. We, yeah, Late and we, um, I guess, as far as why we started the band, we wanted to be Blink One Eight Two, and it was never like anything. I in still between. want to be Blink One Eight Two. <laughs> it was never really anything in between either. Like we. It was never like, oh yeah, I think we'll be a band sometimes when we have time or whatever. It was always like, no, we this is this is our lives, like, and so 
um, that's basically what we want to do. We want it to be our lives. We want to make music and make friends and, uh, yeah, tour and stuff. That's it. Shit. All right. So then we'll kick off the interview. Ashley, you want to go first? All right. Um, well, first of all, I just want to reiterate, I did see um, your band play on Valentine's Day for everyone who on the panel who didn't know that and see my ridiculous tweets about that. Um, and you, they opened for Aaron West, and, like, Soupy came over and, like, started talking to you guys, like, at your merch table, and I was, like, I'm so proud. I, like, took a picture of, like, Soupy talking to you. I was, like, kind of, like, freaking out. I'm, like, yes, this is a thing that's happening. Um, a whole, like, great stage chemistry. You know when, like, you see, like, a college band, and they're just kind of, like, standing around, like, I don't really know what I'm doing, and it's, like, really awkward for everyone in the room. Like, that was the opposite. See, so. it's better if you run around not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Jump around. Basically. But, yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. It was, it was, a, it was a fun night. Um, That's the easiest question I've ever answered in my life. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, for someone who's not in a band and never really been in that scene, what's one thing you want everyone to know that goes on um, for a touring band like yourself. I know you had a tour with the Moms that was like pretty much a national tour. That went like really all over. Um, so what's something that someone who's never been in a touring band might not know that you want them to know? Fake it till you make it. That's the only <laughs> advice I'll ever give. Make it look like you're a big deal. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> um... Do you have a real answer for that? I... Um, for a band that's never really done any touring before and is kind of new to the scene, I would say start local. Don't yeah, just don't go out of the regional market. Yeah, seriously, that's probably the best advice I could give because I see a lot of new bands who are like, oh yeah, we have a single out, we're going to have an EP out next month and we're on going to do this whole U.S. national tour. Definitely do not do that because it will probably be the death of your band. People um, aren't even that good at geography. If you if you just list a bunch of dates, it doesn't matter if they're all within two to ten miles of each other. People are just going to see a bunch of dates and be like, wow, they're going on tour. And then you're going on tour and saving a lot of money. That's our advice. Also, like, for, for bands who, like, every band has different goals. Every band wants different things. So I guess for a band that wants to take themselves seriously and actually, you know, you know progress and get to a point where they could, you know, do it for a living, um, I mean... I guess what we initially started doing was, you know, let's try and play as far as we can, as often as we can, and that was the exact wrong approach. The most important thing is to try and focus on getting a draw, even if you're not playing out too much. Like, start local and keep playing until people start coming to see you, and then branch out from there. You know, we kind of had, like, the backwards approach where it's like, all right, you know, let's go on tour, let's try and play as many places, and, get, you know, we'll play to new people, and we'll meet people, and this and that, and that, that's good to an extent, but not right away. You know, you don't start off by doing that. Um, we've kind of scaled that back a bit and tried to only tour when we know it's going to be efficient and when we know it's going to make sense instead of just hitting the road as often and as far as we can. And we've definitely been more successful with it and we've seen some better results. You know, we've had better shows. Um, you know, we've, we've just been doing better by taking that approach instead. It's been keeping your, your, your buzz up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what, that's what we're ultimately trying to do. We're just trying to get awareness of the record and, you know, get people to want to come see us again. And the only way to really do that when you're first starting out and not getting um, 
a whole lot of publicity or a lot of exposure is to just, you know, play locally. Don't oversaturate your market. Like, don't keep playing the same place all the time, but, you know, don't ignore it. Just try and get a local draw first. Setting a foundation. Yeah. Awesome. All right, thank you. Glenn? Yeah, what's your songwriting process like? Um, <laughs> really, uh, the, the way it works is I um, kind of like write the lyrics and melody and stuff, like, and chords and stuff at the same time. Like, everything, I don't like write lyrics and then write music under it, or write music and then write lyrics under it. It all kind of, If that happens, I usually throw it out, because it just doesn't feel right. Um, and a really, like, snooty thing that I say about my writing process that's, like, embarrassing to say, but it's really how I feel like it works, is that I feel like I don't so much write as... I, like, open, I just wait for things to come into my mind. Like, I don't feel like I write. I feel like I, I accept things and then channel them, you know. And um, so, like, I, it starts with me, and then I bring it to the band, and then it gets taken to a whole other level. And uh, often there's we fight and, like, just, uh, you know, we, we have brutal battles, like, we, um, all three of us will disagree, or, like, two of us will be, you know, on one side, and then our producer will say another thing and offer us a, a cool opinion or something, or, like, uh, but when it all comes together, um, it's, it's, uh, it's really, uh... It's everything ever. My favorite thing. It's my favorite thing, yeah. It's everything ever. Oh, man, that's a band's name. Yeah. That's why we chose that name so we can use that. Now I, f I feel like with a writing style like like that, it's not forcing anything or like you know, it's not like you know, strenuously like like on a creative mind. Like when you feel something, like you just need to come out. It's more like general, and it's just like yeah. But it, the thing is, it it sucks because it it comes in spurts and goes in spurts. Like I'll I'll go five six months without writing a thing. And then all of a sudden, three songs will come to me overnight, and like, yeah, you know, it's just like it's tough to to be out of control of it. And like sometimes you you do try to sit and and force yourself and stuff, but it doesn't really work for me. Makes sense. So when you do get the the, the creative storm coming out of you, when, mm -hmm. how, how how do you approach that? And like you know like. Does it like like you just stop everything that 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 you're doing, or like you know? Do you, like, uh, like a... Yeah, I mean, I'm usually either in the shower or on the train or on the ferry. Um, usually somewhere that's like not convenient. I never have my guitar on me, so I have a ton of voice memos. Like if I, like, yeah, a lot of times, like I said, like basically everything comes to me as lyrics and melody at the same time, so I'll have to get the melody and lyrics down, so I'll just, like, I'll look like a crazy person on the train, like, like singing, like, there's, like, humming. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I, a lot of times, like, I've seen people looking at me, but, yeah, that's, that's basically how I do it, voice memos, and then if I have, like, 
extensive lyrics that I need to remember that I and I am on the train and it's I, I can't like sing it perfectly or, or audibly, then I write it in my little notes on my iPhone. Hmm. But previously, like all the songs on Solid Ground were written over years. So like some of those songs were written in notebooks. Some of those songs were written in class. Some of them are written in my dorm. Some of them are written on the ferry. So that's incredible. That's really cool. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that hard. I feel a little thin here. Um, Magic mm-hmm. question. <laughs> that was a good question. Matt. Oh, <laughs> I was like, did you see my name? I wasn't sure. I'm not going to answer because I'm not going to be embarrassed if it's not my name. Um, so with that, with that, um, that article written about you guys in that UK magazine, do you guys have like a UK like fan base now? Like, if so, like how do you start growing that? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope people read it and like, cool. I'm going to check this band out. But um, I mean, we've never played over there. We've never really. We have one ba- like band friend. Hindsight. Oh yeah, um, yeah, we're friends with the guys in Hindsight, and they actually just put out an EP, and it's, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, that's a release that we are looking forward to, or currently. Yes, name drop, plug, Hindsight, buy it. <laughs> They're really, really cool and great guys, and yeah, awesome. fun to smoke with. <laughs> yes, them, them smoking buddies. So my question comes from just um, the way that the that Solid Ground was put together, and just the the band's um, popularity growing. Like, how how was the progression? Seeing you guys, just like you know, playing club shows to touring, and like you know, getting the whole album together. Like, how was that progression for you guys? It was very unconventional and, and staggered back and yeah. forth. A lot of weird ups and downs just because of how we are. Like, we have really bad luck, and we also kind of learn a lot as we go and realize that we do a lot of things wrong and then learn how to do it right and then, you know, things like that. So it wasn't really, like, a solid progression like most bands. Um, It's also really weird because we wrote most of the record before we were technically everything ever. And then... um, once we changed our name, we kind of, like, started from square one. Like, we did have some fans carry over, like, a good amount, but um, we were basically starting from scratch for the most part. And we embraced that, too. After it became clear that it wasn't going to just be like, oh, okay, they changed their name and everything's normal, we were like, okay, we changed our name and we're going to do something, like, way better and different, and that's what we did. And, uh, yeah, as far as like our growing audience and stuff, it's super surreal to even know that people paid anything to buy a like that we even have a record like with us and our faces are on the inside of it and stuff. And then like people bought that and pre-ordered it and some people spent like more money than I had at the time that we were making a record <laughs> to buy it. Like that blows my mind, and that's enough for me. Like I, I don't know. Like it's it's crazy. That it's we're we're not really like by any means like well known yet at all. But it's just it's like it's a feeling we've never had before. Yeah. So it's like really you know, it's it's really cool to see something we've wanted for a long time start to happen. Yeah. 
even even in baby steps, it's still really cool to see it start to happen. Bob, that's beautiful. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ashley, you're a big part. You, you got us on the map with property as that. I try. I really, I really love the video. I mean, I like the song "Doing Nothing." Like, I had that. I had that on my Babe Talk playlist. I like synced it up so it lined up with my birthday because I was selfish like that. Sorry, Babe Talk, <laughs> love you. Um, but I was like, I need this. I need this. Um, and it was like, it was my 21st birthday playlist. So I'm like, here's 21 songs about turning 21. I definitely put "Doing Nothing" on there because me in college, like. 80% of any given weekend is like me laying on my bed like like literally shit everywhere just being like I don't care about dude like it, there's a lyric of a song it's like I don't want to clean like the piles of clutter off my floor or something and I'm like that's me that's me even though like I hate having messy room it's like ugh, I'm so that that line I always worry about I'm like is that too, too like you know, specific, but I guess. No, I love that. Like, ev I, everyone should check out the video because it works really, really well. I think it was it like I just like remembered it, and that's the thing. I'll, I'll go through you know fifty submissions in like a day or so if I have like really nothing to do or I'm in class and don't feel like doing any classwork. Um, it's like just going through submissions. And, like that stuck out, so I'm glad. I'm glad I could help you. It was a it was a mutual benefit for us. Oh yeah. Red. All right. Um, okay. So, like we were talking about before, you guys went. You were talking about building the foundation and don't try and you know, like get too big. Don't get ahead of yourself, basically. So, yourself, yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about like you have like a national tour like with the moms, which was like cool. Yeah, and I think a bit hypocritical of us. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I think I think that was a better point because you had, like, I mean, granted, that's like. Right around I when I found out about you, so I can't say I like knew you guys before then. But um, so the tour when was is <laughs> sorry, go ahead. So then the tour was effective. <laughs> Not you to know about us. Um, when is when would you say like the turning point is that a band should go from all right, we've kind of gotten this local foundation and we can draw locally and maybe like a state or two away. When's like the turning point to be like, okay, we should think about like seriously touring, like not just like a mini weekend tour or whatever, like an actual like legitimate tour. What do you think there's like a specific turning point or one other signs to think about that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? It's totally dependent on the band situation, like financially. Also, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving that kind of advice because we were asked to go on the tour. It wasn't like we felt we were ready. If yeah. they hadn't have asked us, we probably wouldn't have done it. We definitely you wouldn't know? have. We were yeah. talking about doing like little regional runs and then you know, the moms who we, we looked up to, you know, they asked us to come on tour with them and we were like, What? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So That was uh, a great match of like sounds. Like I think you guys really we were like well yeah. together. Yeah. Our, our shows, we I never got tired of our sets. Like it was, it was always fun. <laughs> I can say that about every band we've ever toured with. Though I love all the bands we've ever toured with. It's very supportive of you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeehaw and no such noise in particular. Uh, those are our best friends, and they all no make amazing such noise. Is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They introduced me to weed, actually, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was very long time ago. 
I mean, what the hell else are you going to do for, like, you know, the next six hours? Yeah, we were watching Anchorman. It was the first night of tour. And uh, it happened. And it happened. The rest is history. Michael's <laughs> <laughs> there, man. You got a question for him? Uh, you already touched upon, uh, like, tips for young touring fans. <laughs> I like the stance he has going. Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know. Uh... Everybody leave. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys do if you were up? Get the thinking going. It's like, um, fans? Any tips on getting a fan? Uh, actually, <laughs> what's your cost of acquisition? Customer acquisition. This just came to me. Fans or, or getting fans? Uh, both. You know, which kinds of fans? You know, stuff like that. Or what works for you guys? Wait, you say getting uh, getting fans? No, I fans. Heard, oh, vans yeah. like driving in a van? Yes. I heard getting oh, with, place to I place. heard getting with fans. Oh no, no. <laughs> we already That's talked about that guys. Let's <laughs> not talk about that. <laughs> um right, so how do I get actually, with that? Zach is not here and he was the one who did the most work when it came oh, to tracking yeah. down the van. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it sucks. It's it's the worst. Oh, uh, it's miserable. We drove so many shitty vans that people tried to sell us bullshit, and it was just a lot of wasted time. And we we got pretty lucky with the van that we have. And I guess that really is what it comes down to. You just got to be at the right place at the right time. Cause shop most, hard. What? Shop hard and buy your own van. I think that that's a piece of advice we should give to touring vans. Buy your own van. It also That's depends right. on how serious you are. Like, you shouldn't buy your own van if you don't really plan on playing out a lot. Um, I know a lot of vans yeah, but travel that, very light locally. And so then... cool. <laughs> what? Yeah, but having a van is so cool. Yeah, it's really cool paying insurance a lot. You know, it's fun. <laughs> um, it's also fun maintaining it. But I can't really speak so much because Zach also maintains the van mostly. <laughs> we all pay for it, I once met this local band here in Seattle that had a short bus instead of a van. I've seen those. Bands I've seen those. The band Dowsing has a short bus that they painted, and it's like their uh, it's their little home when they go on tour. They built beds in the back, and they just kind of like hang out in there and don't That's really badass. need That's to badass. buy you know they don't need to spend uh, spend money on hotels that often, if at all. I know I sounded flip when I said like it's cool to have a van, but honestly, the act of all the band members co-owning something that big and together and, you know, being liable together is good for morale. Actually, it's often terrible for morale, but it's important. <laughs> it's, a, it's an important connection, like a family connection now, like a responsibility and stuff. That's why I would recommend it. It's like a team-building exercise for adults. Yeah, and don't you dare take it for granted, please. Absolutely. We're in this together. Matt, you got a question for him? Uh, I have two. I'm trying to choose which one to say, which one to ask. Both. Ask them both. Okay. Ask them both uh, at the same time. John's like, bring us at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was going to do that. Like, uh, he just starts like speaking in tongues and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So in that article, the last line really resonated with me. You guys are like, you guys have the potential to be one of the like really big, like iconic. And so, I guess my question I hope so. is. <laughs> I guess my question is, um, I say in five years you guys become as big as 
like you know, like the Wonder Years, Man Overboard, the story so far, you know, like those like really well known punk band, pop punk bands. Who would you want to tour with? Um, like if you had un- like an unlimited budget, worldwide tour, anyone you wanted to go with, who would anyone? you tour with? Anyone. Anyone. Yeah. Oh, this is a hard question for me because I like a lot of music. Tina, you go first. Because I don't like a lot of music. <laughs> you don't. You hate most music. Tina <laughs> um, hates music. This should be quick. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. What comedians would I want? No. <laughs> That's what it would come down to. Honestly. That's what he listens to it's mostly. Like Dane Cook, Lil B. <laughs> no. Riff Raff. Carlos Mencia. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Um. I would. I've always said that my, like, ultimate goal in life is to be so big that I could ask these two bands to play a show and. Never mind a tour, but a show, just a show, would make me so happy. I would ask these two bands to play, and we would be so big that they couldn't say no, and they wouldn't want to say no. They would want to do it. And the two bands would be fun and between the buried and me. That'd be, that'd be a cool tour. That'd be an I, I would totally buy things. That is just a perfect spectrum, right? Fun, yeah. everything ever, between the buried and me. There you go. You guys could do your own <laughs> festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. All right, for me, it's called Not Fest, and it's all. So <laughs> if I could tour with anybody, everyone I'm about to list is always gonna be way bigger than as big as we can get. So we're always gonna be the the smallest band on this list. I would want to go with Blink One Eighty Two, Billy Joel, and Black Sabbath. Ooh, that that I can see that working though. Yeah, but if I, I could I'd see that tour. With, if I could tour with any band in their prime, like the band that I always say would probably be the most fun to like tour and party with, is the B-52s. They're literally a party rock band. Like, absolutely. Name another party rock band. <laughs> Andrew WK. Yeah, that's it. He would be fun. Uh, that, that, B-52s, Andrew WK. Andrew WK gets a little too preachy. B-52s is all party all the time. I would want to go on tour with them for sure. That would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, I which got which scene do you guys um are in like with like local wise? Because I know it's it's New York and and Jersey, but I'm not too familiar with your area of Jersey or of New York. Like, which one do you guys call your stomping ground? Well, not stomping ground. Staten Island is our what? local market. Our like. You know, we're a Staten Island band, but um, we, always, we always mention... Oh, yeah, we do play a ton in New Jersey, and we have roots in New Jersey, and obviously Zach is from New Jersey okay. and takes a ton of pride in that. So we, like, we... But as we came up, we always consider, like, because we always had Staten Island members until Zach. So we were we always thought of ourselves as a Staten Island band and, and centered our fan base around Staten Island. But, like, South Jersey especially is, like, where no such noise lives. It's like a home away from home if it's not home. It, it is. It is home, technically. <laughs> gotcha. Now, um, with you guys being from that area, how do you guys view the scene there? Like, like, is it flourishing? Like, are you guys, like, slowly cultivating it to, like, you know, become better as it is? Or, like, you know, are you guys, like, in a fucking, like, black flag church basement, like, explosion of so, scene. It's so weird. It's, uh, it's a, really because weird. we're separated by bridges and stuff, we, we've always had a unique scene, 
to the point where if we started talking about it, we would go on and on forever. But basically, just to give you a, a, a brief idea... Um, That's him giving me a nudge not to go on and on and on after this. <laughs> <laughs> basically, our, the last big like trend in the Staten Island scene that we're aware of, that we are engaged in, was like crust punk. That's what was in. Oh like, man, it's Staten yeah. Island. Yeah, that's what yeah. was in. That was, a lot of the unseen and the casualties. Everybody like drinking forties at shows, and like it was, it was honestly fun. Like the bands are really good and stuff. But what relevance does that have to anything that's going on outside of Staten Island? And it died out too, like after a while. But um, so the crust punks came in and then came out as quickly as they. <laughs> well, no, they'll they'll still turn up and stuff. It just depends on how active the bands are. But um, yeah, we have a really unique scene. We love it, um, but it's not in any way connected to any other scene anywhere else where it would be even worth talking about. Honestly, <laughs> I think. Well, it's fun to like to like, like you know just like peer into other scenes like yeah. like you know so like you know because like you guys have the pride that's where you're from that's where you want to like you know so it's it's always yeah, yeah. it's weird though the the pride comes more from the living here than the scene I think and I I don't think we're even offending anybody by saying that because everybody that's in the scene understands that it's like it comes and goes there's good times and bad times and like. What really we'll all ha- we'll all always have is the fact that we're from this weird isolated place, Staten Island, that shapes the way you are, and like sh- like we're we're the forgotten borough. <laughs> okay. Staten Island born and raised, hoodie right here, and like our our uh, brewery, flagship brewery, is uh, their their motto is uh, unforgettable beer from the forgotten borough. That's like our thing. So um, it's more of the the identity of the the actual borough than than the the scene itself because the scene is just so too weird to even put put your finger on. Yeah. It goes up and down in spurts too. Like there will be a long like long periods where there's not really much of a scene. There's not enough shows consistently to say that there is you know a really healthy scene. They're just kind of like the shows happen from time to time, but there's nothing very consistent. And that's not in like a negative context. It's just like it is. Right. This what it, it is. What it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I love it. Like we we love it, but we also understand the downsides that it has too. That's pretty nuts. That's pretty nuts. Come to Staten Island. Pay a lot of money to cross the bridge and come to Staten Island. And check it out. That's really what it is, though. It, that's what holds us back. Is that you know it's hard to. It, you know, you, when you want to bring in a good band, you have to give them a guarantee, and mm-hmm. it's hard to, you know, you have to factor in the bridges and, and all that to the guarantee and everything, and, like, it's just tough to, like, when they could just stay in Brooklyn and play yeah. in Brooklyn, and all the Staten Island kids would go out there, you know, why yeah. would they? But it's also because the few Staten Island kids that would go to shows would still come to the shows here, but there's not enough other people to fill it in to actually justify bringing bands here. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of people who go to shows in Staten Island aren't really into music outside of the local scene here that is not like radio pop. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of people following music blogs or you know following bands on the internet 
going to local shows outside Staten Island. It's really just kind of limited to what goes on here and what they're pretty much given to on a like a mass, um, a mass, you know, a big level, like you know, really, really popular music. Yeah, and like they'll find out about like they found out about all the bands that you guys found out about like a few months later. Like everybody got into the story so far after like their big album came out and stuff. Hmm. I feel like a lot of people Oh sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm just astounded by, by like how interesting like and, and it works though. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it definitely does. And and we're really looking forward to um to our release show on Staten Island and stuff. We we love playing at home and um we we also recently embraced the idea of playing at bars like that aren't necessarily all ages because we realized that we are 23 years old so we can do that and our, most of the people that are coming out are are around that age too so um our you know like our our release show is going to be 18 plus so if you're not 18 turn 18 by the time. <laughs> I saw you guys are heading out to the banana stand too. And I'm excited for that show. There's yeah, always money the, in the banana stand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. The 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 kid I I'm forgetting his name, but the kid that runs that that, that venue, so chill and so cool. Um, Millhouse I played there there twice. Um, a long time ago. And he's always been like just like a cool cool buddy. So I'm I'm trying to see if I can scrounge some pennies together to head out to the banana stand again. Be like. Yo, we're like, yo, and y'all be like, yo. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would say yo a few times, for sure. Ali, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the recipe for the Thin Mints that I made, so you can show up with, like, a box of cookies, and you'll be like, I'm coming with kids! They were very, very good. Yes! Yeah, they were so Oh, my God. I was so proud of those. I, first, no, the credit goes to Trader Joe's for having, unbeknownst to me, for having vegan chocolate chips, because... Yeah. I told my mom, because like, it's like a tradition. I do it for, for any POZ showcase band that I go to see. It's kind of like a goal of mine to see as many of them as I can. I like bring them something. So I brought Red Velvet Cupcakes was the first one, and then we did scones. And then um, you guys were like, oh, like, I knew you guys were, so at least one person in your band was vegan. So you guys are two-thirds vegan, one-third vegetarian. Is it weird that like, I know that? Um, 100% American. <laughs> <laughs> and I told my mom, I was like, Mom, like, I need to think of a vegan recipe. And she's like, don't. Like, you need to put eggs and butter and sugar into everything to make it taste good. I'm like, Mom, like, you can't. <sighs> Damn it, Mom. Nah, so I can't. So we figured it out. And I brought, there's a recipe for vegan Thin Mints that's like the easiest thing in the world. So if you guys ever really want to impress somebody, that's, I'll, I'll drop that knowledge it on you. It's Thin Mints. Like, it's not, it's not like, <laughs> Like, oh, these kind of taste like Thin Mints. No, you made us Thin Mints. You had a Girl Scout uniform on when you had <laughs> I was a brownie in, in second grade for about two weeks. So hopefully that credibility carried over all the way to 21. Fantastic. So. There you go. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a question. Oh, yeah. Um, cause we're talking I think you're going to be handling our, our last question, too, Ashton. Ah, I'm, I'm finishing it off. Um, we were talking about... The, like geographic, you know, scenes and stuff, and because we have, I know we have a few panelists who are from California. Like I know Lincoln's from California, and he talks about. I like whenever Lincoln. he, Lincoln's a good dude. Sorry, Lincoln, I tend to. Yeah, no, please, <laughs> like, but, fucking round of round of applause. 
Um, I'm one hand clap here because I'm because you're holding tea. Excuse me. Go on. Don't ignore me. <laughs> um, but sometimes when he wants to go to certain shows, he'll have to drive like three hours to the venue, and like it's still in California. It's not like he has to go other places. And like I've known kids like in upstate New York. Um, I'm cl my school is close enough to the Canadian border that kids from Canada would have to come over to the board, like over the border to see wow. some certain tours. Um, they came over for pop punks, not dead tour. So I guess that was like a really valid reason to drive like three and a half, four hours. But is it which one? <laughs> but is there? Did you find any sort of like a difference in let's say West Coast versus East Coast scenes? Just because the East Coast. Especially in like New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, it's so densely packed that it's not difficult for a band to hit you know six, seven cities within a week or so. And so, did you find any difference in the scene between West Coast and East Coast when you were playing? Uh, I do know that the California shows we played uh, were really fun, and you know people were really accepting of us. They were really just you know down to have a good time, and I. Hmm. How do I say this? You know, you take this one. By letting me say it. Okay. <laughs> um, the the difference between the East Coast and West Coast, I think you you were getting at it in your question actually, which is that you know there's way more dense markets and on the East Coast and on the West Coast you have to drive a little more, but um, when you do drive, it's usually worth it. I loved California, um, the whole West Coast, the the you know everybody there. It's like Almost disturbingly chill in some places. <laughs> Disturb. That's like a, That's like the next level of chill. Yeah, even, like, no, despite we're, we're getting even. We're digging deep into these levels of chill and casual on this, on this podcast. That's what we do. We're professionally unprofessional, and we're like we're disturbingly chill. Yes, exactly. I believe we came up with another tagline, disturbingly casual. There you go. <laughs> disturbingly <laughs> casual. You can have it. Absolutely. Ooh, awesome. I was going to say we should give him a royalty like the, like the guy asked for a shark tank all the time. But I guess I guess I'll just pay you in vegan desserts, right? In vegan desserts, <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's going to be how we're going to do it from now on. Punk rock, okay. Betty Crocker. Okay. <laughs> punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, it's like Tour Betty Mom and now you're Punk Rock. But that's Betty fantastic. Punk Crocker is <laughs> well, I have out. like I have like a food and like recipe lifestyle makeup blog thing. It's like a Tumblr. It's like just where I put recipes, and that's what it's called. That's why I said it. Uh, all right. So all right. So um, that kind of wraps up our, our interview. I am currently more prepared than I typically am. Whoa, look at me go! And I'm gonna start the song. Um, <laughs> the one we decided to put out um, was. I have it. Big Ideas. Now, do you guys want to give a quick overview as to what Big Ideas are for a song showcase? I don't think I specified that. Uh, this song, we recorded a music video for it, which will be coming out soon. And it's track three on Solid Ground. It is that enough, or do you, do you want to know more about like the song and stuff? Or? <laughs> I don't know the procedure. I only specifically wanted to know what track number it was on the record, so I guess. Okay, okay. it's 74, as I said. <laughs> I mean, if y'all good, I'm good. Towards, so, towards okay. the beginning. All right, so, yeah, we're going to listen to... Yeah. There it is. Yeah, there it is, there it is. Okay, big, big ideas, guys. We're going to play it now. <laughs> 
Can we play it again? Don't tempt me, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was Bad Ideas from the new EP, which will be dropping in, I want to say, March 10th. March 10th yes, will be the Everything Ever Solid Grounds LP that will be dropping. Um, I muted everybody, and I have to unmute them now. Hey, guys, you're unmuted. So, yeah, that was a song. Um... It's, I it's, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fucking awesome to, to see the reception that that's gonna get with with everybody. Um, the recent tour that that you guys had gone on with um, 
Adam with Aaron, moms. Adam, Adam Wright. with with moms. I'm hoping <laughs> for for Aaron Westlake. That's definitely just gonna be like the start of things to come for for you guys. And I can't wait to see the fucking progression because it's gonna be big. It's gonna be awesome. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. As a fuck fucking like there would be money actually spent for our pocket on you guys. So that's big big talk. That's what we pretty much do. Um, if you guys have any more um, last minute information that you guys didn't have out there, besides the record release shows you guys are going to be doing on the East Coast, right? Toronto? Yeah, I'm sorry. It like broke up for a second. <laughs> yeah, any more information besides the, the release shows and stuff that we don't need to talk about? We're playing um, in New Brunswick tomorrow night. Ooh. Yes, we're playing in New Brunswick tomorrow at the Court Tavern. And besides the release shows, we're just working on setting up some weekends and some tours, you know, soon to come after the album. So we'll keep everybody posted on that. Awesome. All right. And when will the vinyl actually be available for for purchase? I know the pre-order is out now um, for the for the LP. Well, orders already started shipping. So even though it's technically a pre-order, if you order it now, you'll probably ship right away. And um, you can buy it from our merch stand. Uh, Probably tomorrow, starting tomorrow. We'll see if we have them, but if not, then uh, our first release show. You're going to have them tomorrow? I just got them in the mail today. How many? All the ones that we were given. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All the ones that we were given. <laughs> Sorry, well, that, well, that, I, we are yeah. waiting for no more records. We have all of the ones that we will be receiving. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. Um, we can't wait to see what you guys have. If you guys have any information that you want Babe Talk to get out, we will absolutely be an ally and friend to the to the venture of everything ever. Thank you very much for that. All right, wait, absolutely. wait. Any message? Um, to, uh, fuck men's rights activists. <laughs> get that out there. There you go. <laughs> fuck your macho bullshit. There I agree. Go. And that's cool. how we're going to end tonight's episode. That's how you end a fucking bitch. And Coney 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Coney 2012. Just bringing back old meme relics right, right, right now. We're like dropping knowledge and we're dropping truths and we're dropping memes. That's there right. <laughs> Alright, so from Ashnick, Glenn, Matt, and myself. Um, John Trotta, thank you so very much. Dino, thank you so very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. This was a lot of fun. It was, Absolutely, guys. Disturbingly chill, remember. Disturbingly <laughs> chill. Babe talk, disturbingly chill. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night.